Amen. Amen. Let us talk to God. Let us appreciate Him because we are in His presence. Begin to give Him praise. It is a privilege to be in His presence. It is a privilege. Father, we exalt your holy name. My Father, we give you praise. Thank you, O Lord, for your presence that is already here, O Lord. We give you all the glory. We bless you, Jehovah. Be thou exalted in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. The Bible says he sent his word, and the word healed them, and the word delivered them from all their trouble. Talk to God and say, Father, let me receive your word, and let me be delivered from all my troubles. Let me receive your word, and let me be healed. Begin to talk to God. My Father, my Father. I thank you because you sent your word and you healed us and you delivered us from all our troubles. Father, I thank you, Lord, because you sent your word. Father, let us receive your word today and let us be healed. Let us receive your word today and let us be delivered in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let us be seated. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Today, we shall be looking at serving God. Serving God. Your services unto God. Praise the Lord. Exodus chapter 20 verse 25. Exodus 20 verse 25. It says, And if thou wilt make me an altar of stone, thou shalt not build it on hewed stone. But if Thou lift up thy tools upon it, thou hast polluted it. Praise the Lord. If we are familiar with the book of Leviticus, you will see there are a lot of repetitions. There are a lot of repetitions about how God expects a particular sacrifice to be made whatever type of uh, uh, things to be added, whether it is oil, whether it is to be born with fire, whether it is to be boiled, you know, whether it is to be mixed with oil and with wheat, it is well explained how the sacrifice of God is what is made. Most of us, we see it as repetition. And what the Lord made me to understand about that repetition is that I don't want to leave any doubt about how 
I want to be served. I don't want to leave any doubt. So if you, are, if you, as a man or as a mother, is talking to your child, repeating a particular word over and over and over again, over and over again, it depicts something. And that is to say, listen, it is very important. Listen, it is very important. So, the service to God is very important, not the quantity, but the quality. Praise the Lord. But the quality. Quality in the sense that how God wants to be served, that is exactly how you are serving Him. How God wants to be served. Today, we try to miss common sense. We try to miss common sense with, uh, yeah, we try to miss common sense with the world. And we want it to flow. Like the case of Uzzah. The cat was falling. The cat was falling. And Uzzah wanted to rescue. But immediately Uzzah died. Because the anger of God was kindled upon him. Praise the Lord. To every man, even including David, they were upset. Say, why will God do like this? Praise the Lord. Because from the beginning, God has told the children of Israel how they will carry the ark of God. The ark of God is supposed to be a burden on man, not on animal, not on cat. That is to say, it is supposed to be carried on the shoulder. Praise the Lord. So that is where the error started. Instead of carrying it on the shoulder, they carried it on cart. And that is the reason it fell. That is the reason why Uzzah died. What I'm trying to say here, as children of God, a lot of things are happening. A lot of uh, relativity Comparison is taking place these days to the extent that you see somebody saying he's serving God is almost totally an alien to the word of God. But to that person, he's very convinced what I'm doing is the service of God. That is where I'm going. That we have to be careful and make sure what we are doing is the service of God. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builded thereon. But let every man take heed how he builded thereupon. I have laid the foundation. I have told you how it should be done. I have made it clear to you. I have demonstrated it. But let every man be careful how he continues this work. There is a tendency that there might be deviation. Because a lot of counsel a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, like what happened during the days of uh, Constantinople when he made everybody a Christian. 
for the people to accept Christ, they made a condition. We cannot come and worship what we do not see. We must have images and the coin. That is where you have infant, uh, the, 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 the statue of infant Jesus, the statue of the Messiah, and all those things. They put it around, and the people were what? We are happy. At least we can see whom we are worshiping. It came as a counsel, but not from the scripture. Because the scripture rightly made it clear. No image, whether on the, uh, in the sky or anywhere, of, of angels should be among you. Let it not be an object of worship among you. But this thing came in because the, 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 the government wanted the people to accept and the people brought their own condition. Praise the Lord. For the people to accept what the government is proposing, they came with this also. So as children of God, let us be careful. Let us be careful. So that, you know, Jesus Christ said, you know, when some people approached him, you know, in the last day they approached him and said, we did this in your name, we did that in your name, we, we made a miracle, we are performed in your name, and all the rest. But Jesus Christ said, go, I do not know you. It is true. All the while they were doing all those things, Jesus was not in it. So how will Jesus know them? How will Jesus know them? Because he is not in it. They were not doing it according to how he has instructed them. How will he be in it? So it is true. He doesn't know them. Praise the Lord. Let somebody shout hallelujah. And the Lord said to Cain, Genesis chapter 6 verse 7. Genesis chapter 6. Verse, uh, Genesis chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Genesis chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. And the Lord said to Cain, Why art thou wrought? And why is thy continent falling? If thou dost well, shalt thou not be accepted? If thou dost not well, see light at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. If thou do well, shall ye not be accepted? If your service is right, shall you not be accepted? If what you are doing is what God has commanded, can God deny himself? No. God cannot deny himself. Praise the Lord. Amen. In Leviticus chapter 10, verse 11. Leviticus 10, 11. Anadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer and put fire therein, and put incense thereon, and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. According to Abihu, fire is what? It's fire. Whatever fire you put on incense will cause the fire to burn. But that is not what God has commanded. God wants his fire from his altar to be used for incense 
praise the Lord, the fire that cometh from above. But this caused their death because they did not obey. They took for granted, fire is fire. Amen. In Leviticus chapter 19, verse 5. Leviticus 19:5. No most of us don't like reading the book of Leviticus, but it's very important that we read it. No matter how boring it is, read a little, stop a while, continue. Before you know, you will be familiar with what God is saying there. Praise the Lord. So when you sacrifice a peace offering to the Lord, offer it properly so you will be accepted. The word properly there, I want us to underline. That is to say, you can come with a good intention to sacrifice unto God. And one way or the other, you might miss that word properly. You might miss that sacrifice being done properly. Being done properly. Praise the Lord. Being done properly. He said in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10, say, I have laid the foundation and another builded on it. But let every man take heed how he builded thereon. Let every man take heed. That is to say, the service of the Lord is something that we must be very careful about. Whatever you are doing, you must be very careful about it. Amen. Amen. By way of definition, uh, to serve means to be a servant of whom you are serving. To worship in an official capacity. That is to say, your worship, which you are doing now, is what? It is also part of the service. That is why when you are supposed to be standing, you are not supposed, you are not supposed to sit down. And when you are supposed to sit down, you are not supposed to be standing. When you are supposed to concentrate in singing and worshiping God, it is an error if your mind is wandering of other things. Praise the Lord. It's service unto the Lord. To wait upon is also what? It's service. To have a given use of purpose to function for something or to do something. Praise the Lord. In this context, I want us to understand whatever you do in obedience to God's commandment is what? Is a service unto Him. Amen? Whatever you do in obedience to His commandment is a service unto Him. Therefore, everything you do for the sake of God is what? Is a service unto him. And you must do it according to how he wants you to do it. Praise the Lord. That is when the service will be compensated with its purpose. You must do it 
when the Lord gave me this definition, that was when I knew what I was putting down is going to be broad. Because when the Lord gave me the, 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 the idea of what to talk about, I was just looking at, you know, your service in the church, your service before the Lord. But when he gave me this definition, I understood that he wants me to take care of everything that I do in the name of God, including my work, praise the Lord, including my secular work, because I do my secular work to what? To the praise of God. So he wants me to take care. So what I'm trying to say here is that in everything that we do in the name of God, we must make sure we know how to do it and we are doing it the way he has prescribed it. The way he wants us to do it. He, we must make sure we are doing it like that. Praise the Lord. That is why the Bible says we shall know the truth. In John chapter 8, verse 32, it says we shall know the truth. And the truth shall set us free. We shall know the truth. And the truth shall set us free. Setting you free by the truth is what the truth makes you to do. The truth makes you to understand that that is a highway. And you are not supposed to cross the highway except in the designated area of the zebra point. That is the truth. The tr what, what, what the truth you know will make you free by what the truth makes you to do. Praise the Lord. So the truth we must understand. We must understand this truth. We must know what the truth is demanding from us. And we must know what to do. Let somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. Let us talk about the quality of those who serve God. In the Bible, the, uh, God calls some people my servants. Praise the Lord. That is to say, God is satisfied with their service. He called them my servants. That is what is expected of us if we are actually serving God. God should call us his servant. Praise the Lord. His servant in the sense that we are his what? We are his children and we are also what? Serving him. God should call us his servant. Praise the Lord. In Job chapter 1 verse 8. In Job chapter 1 verse 8. It says, Then the Lord asked Satan, Have you noticed my servant Job? Praise the Lord. Have you noticed my servant Job? That is to say, Job qualifies. Job's way of life qualifies him to be what? To be God's servant. He said, a man, he said, he is blameless. The first quality. He is what? 
he is blameless. A man of complete integrity. He has fear of God and stays away from evil. Praise the Lord. And I put this down as the quality that is expected of a man that is serving God. He should be what? He should be a man who is blameless. Should be a man who is blameless. A man of, in, of complete, a man of complete integrity. A man who fears God and stays away from evil. Praise the Lord. Amen. Then in Numbers chapter 20, 12, verse 24. Number 12, verse 24. Number 12, verse 24. But my servant Caleb has a different attitude than the others have. But my servant Caleb has a different attitude than others have. He has remained loyal. Praise the Lord. He has remained loyal. So I take this as another quality of someone who is serving the Lord that he must be loyal. He must be what? He must be loyal. Let somebody shout hallelujah. You see, the service of God, the service of God, I want us to understand that it is not easy. I don't want to miss word here. It is not easy. To serve God effectively and acceptably is not an easy thing to do. Praise the Lord. So many of us might be surprised I'm talking like this. It is not easy. It is not easy. But one thing that we have as children of God is that we have the grace to go through this uneasy easy condition and be what? And be successful. That is what we have. The grace. The grace. A man of God was going to preach in one city. He has his wife and his children, two children in the vehicle. And the vehicle had an accident. He lost his wife and his two children. The man still made way to the venue where he wants to preach. And he preached what God has asked him to preach. It was after that he broke the news of what happened. You tell me that is easy? It's not easy. It's not easy. It's a life that has been sold out. It's a life that has been sold out. I have given my life. I have given my life. I don't have my life. My life belongs to God. My life belongs to God. I don't have my life. Whatever happens to me, it is immaterial. That is what happened there. Yes, that happened. But what my focus is, I must what? I must do what the Lord has asked me to do. Praise the Lord. It is not easy. 
But there is a grace. To whoever wants to serve the Lord, there is a grace. You will see somebody doing things that are not convenient in serving the Lord. And he's not complaining. He's not relenting. He's not tired. The reason is that he has a grace. The grace of God is upon him. Praise the Lord. The grace of God is upon him. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And I was, as I was meditating yesterday, I came across when Samuel was praying for Saul. After Saul has, you know, disobeyed God, Samuel stayed all through the night doing what? Crying unto God for Saul. You tell me that is easy? It is not easy. Praise the Lord. It is not easy. Stay throughout the night. Do you think he will not be feeling sleepy? No, he will be feeling sleepy. But he will, kept, he will keep on and do what God wants him to do. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. I am standing. Let us be on our feet. On holy ground. No, no, all around. Let, Let us pray, Jesus. Now we are. singing, I begin to hear some voices which are different from the ones I know here. And the Holy Spirit quickened me. You are not the only one singing. The hosts of heaven are with you singing. I begin to share tears. But because there are some of us here, while that song was going on, they were, their mouth were closed. Praise the Lord. The hosts of heaven were here singing with us. So that is why in the presence of God, coming to the presence of God for service, for anything you are doing because of God, 
like our pastors used to say, you come what? Prepared. Prepared to what? To keep your mouth moved when the songs are going on? Prepare to be sleeping when the word of God is going on? No! Prepare. Praise the Lord. Prepare. So many of us, when we want to stay awake, we take coffee. Amen? Amen. Nothing stops you. If you are the type that comes to church and you feel sleepy, you take enough coffee to prepare and make sure you are awake. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. In this presence, anything you are doing must be done with that quality. With that quality that is expected of us. Amen. Amen. Second Corinthians. Let's open our Bible to Second Corinthians, chapter eleven, starting from verse twenty-three. At this servant of Christ, I know I sound like a madman, but I have served him far more. I have worked harder being put in prison more often, being wiped, being whipped times without number, and faced deaths again and again. 24. Five different times the Jewish leader gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rod. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift in the sea. Praise the Lord. This is the ordeal of a man who is serving the Lord. So if anyone tells you serving the Lord is easy, it is a thing that you must determine and say, yes, I know it's not going to be easy, but that is where I'm going to go. That is what I'm going to do. Father, give me the grace. So what you'll be praying for will not be, oh Lord, let it not be there. What you'll be praying for will be, oh Lord, give me the grace to overcome. Oh Lord, give me the grace to overcome. I know that there are unbelievers there that can even do anything to me. But I need to preach the gospel. I know it is dangerous. Oh Lord, give me the grace. For three times, I was shipwrecked. Some of us, once it happened, we will say, thank God. We will, not have, we will not make the second attempt. We say, no, 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 no. That is a sign that God is not sending me there. Three times he shipwrecked. So many times. He said, he said, I was beaten time without what? Number. He cannot count. But he still keeps what? Moving. He still keeps pushing. Because he already knew that nobody told him it was going to be easy. But what is available for every man that wants to serve the Lord is the grace is sufficient for you. 
Paul said, that, that instrument of the enemy that is with me, tormenting me, I called on the Lord three times to do what? To take it away. But God said, my grace is sufficient for you. That is to say, I have that grace for you. You will overcome. The world will wonder how you are able to bear it. The world will wonder how you are able to bear it. But what is going to be the secret is that my grace is what? Is sufficient for you. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Another thing about serving God is that you will have opposition. Don't think everybody will like you because you are serving the Lord the way it should be. That is the expectation. Even in the house of God, don't think everybody will like you for what you are doing. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9, he says, There is a wide, open door for a great work here, although many people oppose me. Paul wants to go and do the work. It is something people should come together and help him. But instead, what he sees is opposition. Serving the Lord doesn't mean people will like you. In fact, sometimes you are alone, like Elijah in the brook of Cherons. He was there alone, being fed by who? By ravens. Tell me, the ravens pick food with what? With uh, their beak, eh? And they will come to Elijah. I don't know whether they drop it in his hand or he opens his mouth and they drop it. If it is somebody like me, I will be so angry, you know, because I cannot imagine what the raven will bring at a time. I will not even feel it in my mouth because it will be so small. But the Bible says the raven fed Elijah in that brook on the brook became what? Dry. Which means it was not one day. He was alone. So serving the Lord, you can be alone. You should know that. You can be alone. Don't let it surprise you that you are alone. As long as what you are doing is what God wants you to do. Praise the Lord. 1 Kings chapter 17, 1 Kings 17, 5 and 6. So Elijah did as the Lord told him, and camped beside Kerin's brook, east of Jordan. The raven brought him bread and meat each morning and evening, and he drank from the brook each morning, twice a day. So many of us eat three times a day. Twice. The food that is not enough is brought twice. Not even three times. Praise the Lord. You might be alone. You might be alone. Don't say, oh, if I'm doing what is right, why am I alone? You can be alone. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. It requires all. It requires all about you. It requires all 
there is no aspect of your life that you will not give. That you cannot give when it comes to the service of God. It requires all about you. Your job, your money, your life, your time. Talk of it. Everything it requires. It requires all. In First Kings chapter 19, verse 19. First King chapter 19, verse 19 to 21. So Elijah went and found Elisha, son of Shaphat, plowing a field. There were 12 teams of oxen in the field, and Elisha was plowing with the 12th team. Elijah went over him and threw his cloaks across his shoulder and then walked away. Elisha left the oxen standing there, ran after Elijah and said to him, First, let me go and kiss my father and mother goodbye, and then I will go with you. Elijah replied, Go on back, but think about what I have done to you. So Elisha returned to his oxen, slaughtered them. He used the wood from the plow to build a fire to roast their flesh. He passed around the meat to the town uh, town people, and they all ate. Then he went with Elijah as his assistant. That is to say, he understood the service that Elijah, you know, desired. And what is that service? Total service. Not the one that looks back. That says, okay, if I, if I cannot move forward, but I can go backward. There is nothing to go back to meet. That is the reason why he slaughtered those oxen. Praise the Lord. It's, a, it's like a man selling out his tools and machine because he wants to now serve the Lord and give the money to the gospel. He will not have anything to go back to if he wants to turn his back. That is exactly what Elisha did. Praise the Lord. So serving the Lord requires all. There is no aspect of your life that will not be touched. If you are not willing to allow an aspect of your life to be touched, then you are not ready. The enemy will hold that as what? As a hold against you. So you must be ready. In serving the Lord, it requires all about you. All about you. Praise the Lord. As you are serving the Lord, you must beware of these things. You must beware. As you begin to, as the Lord begins to make success, you know, through you, okay, the first weapon the enemy will throw at you is pride. It's throw at you. If you are not careful, you will catch it. So by my power, I made all this. By my prayer and fasting, all these miracles are. By my dedication, I did this. Then, in all, you now fail to mention God. So you must be, you must be aware that what pride did not set in. Praise the Lord. It is very, very, very easy to be proud when you are successful. Very easy. Very easy. 
A man of God said, I used to sneak out in the night and pick out my wife's clothes and begin to iron them. I use that to bring myself to a check so that I will be able to know if pride is setting in. What I'm trying to say is that this is a man who has put, a, a, put something in position to be able to check himself. As one who is serving the Lord, you must be able to have how you check yourself. That pride is not setting in. Praise the Lord. But Ezekiah, that said, um, Amen. In 2 Chronicles, chapter 32, verse 25. 2 Chronicles, chapter 32, verse 25. But Ezekiah did not respond appropriately to the kindness God showed to him. And he became proud. So the Lord's anger came against him and against Judah and Jerusalem. Because of his pride, the anger of the Lord came over what? Came over Judah and Jerusalem. So we must be able, as servants of God, to be able to check ourselves if pride is setting in. If pride is setting in. If I'm not there, they cannot do it. If I'm not here, this cannot be done. If I don't contribute, how can they meet up? You must be able to check. Not waiting until it is obvious. Praise the Lord. You must be able to check. You must be able to check. I was talking to someone one day at sight. He was talking, the person was talking very rudely, and I answered him rudely. Immediately, the Holy Spirit pricked me and said, that is pride. Why do you think you are better than that person? It is not by you, it is by the grace, by my grace upon you. So you must make sure you respect everyone, no matter their keda in this organization. Praise the Lord. Let somebody shout hallelujah. You must also understand that the fear of man can make you to change your course. Beware that you don't have the fear of man. Beware that you are not controlled by the fear of man. Because what pleases man does not necessarily please God. James chapter 4, verse 4 says, You adulterers, don't you realize that the friendship with the world makes you an enemy with God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. You want to please the world in serving the Lord, you must be very careful. 
you must be very careful so that your service will be accepted. Amen. Then also you must be careful of what I call relativity. Judging God things with the eye of the world. That is very, very common these days. Judging spiritual things with the eye of the world. Oh, it doesn't matter. God is not so wicked. He cannot throw the pe- everybody in the world into hellfire. Do you think God is that wicked? You know, common sense. We say, no, God is not wicked. But that is what I call the relativity of the world. They want to use common sense, okay, to judge the word of God. You be very careful not to fall a trap. Amen. Saul did it in 1 Samuel chapter 15. 1 Samuel chapter 15 verse 9. Saul did it. Saul and his men spared Agag. They spared Agag life, kept the best of the sheep and goats and cattle and fat lambs and everything in fact that appears to them. They destroy only what was worthless or of poor quality. Amen. You know the excuse? Saul said, we brought the fatlings so that we can use it to sacrifice to you. That was what he said. Yes. Someone will know that the worthless things will be the first to be destroyed. But God said, destroy all. He kept the good ones, which, you know, our common sense will will tell us to do. He kept the good ones, and he disobeyed God. So we must be careful as we do the work of God that we are not, you know, allowing this kind of relativity theory to affect our decision. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We must be ready, regular in the truth. Even that truth that you believe, you have to make sure you verify it. You have to make sure it is established in the world. Otherwise, someone who is more eloquent can come and sweep it off your feet. You must always build on it. Praise the Lord. Acts 17, verse 11. Acts 17, verse 11. And the people of Beria were more minded, were more open-minded than those of Thessalonica. They listened eagerly to Paul's message. They searched the scriptures day by day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. The Bible calls them what? Noble. Noble in the word of God. The Bible calls them noble. That is who you are when you serve the scripture to establish your faith, to establish what you believe in, to make your foundation strong. You are called noble. Amen. And and all, you must make sure that your service glorifies God only. Glorifies God only. Praise the Lord. 
let us be on our feet. Begin to talk to God. Begin to ask God for that grace to serve Him effectively. That grace to serve God effectively. Begin to talk to God. My Father, my God, I pray that you enable me with your grace to serve you with the whole of my heart, to be selfless in my service to you in the name of Jesus. To be selfless. To be selfless in my service to you. To be selfless in my service to you in the name of Jesus. Help me, Lord, that the enemy will not mislead me. Help me, Lord, that I will not be carried away with the philosophy of life. Father, help me to be committed in your service. Begin to talk to God. May the Lord continue to be there for you in Jesus' name. Uh, just a recap of what we have heard this afternoon. Serving God. Are you doing what God has called you to do? You need to ask yourself this question. Are you doing it in the right way and at the right time? Serving God, we have been told this afternoon, requires determination. You need to know that His grace is sufficient enough for you. Meanwhile, are you being scared by the, the intimidation around you when you are serving God? Are you being scared of the opposition around you when you have agreed to serve God? you must be ready to make sacrifice. Because it will require your possession, your time, your money, and all that belongs to you in serving God. And don't allow pride to occupy your life when you serve God. Know how to check yourself. Are you afraid of man when you serve God? Don't allow negativities. Always be regular in truth. This is just in a nutshell of what we have heard this afternoon. And I know that in serving God, God will never forget you. When you serve him wholeheartedly, he will never forget you. Hebrews 6.10, I'm reading from NIV. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown in him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. When you help God's people, it means you are serving God. When you help people around you, you are serving God. He said, love your neighbor as you have loved yourself. And lastly, the book of Ephesians 6, verse 6 to 8 when you serve God, please take note of this. Not with eye service as men pleasers, 
as men pleasers, but as born servant of Christ, doing the will of God from the earth, with God's will, with good will, doing service as to the Lord, and not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive in the same from the Lord, whether it's a slave or free. Brethren, whatever happened, how you serve him, their same measure shall be given unto you. As you have prayed, I want you to close your eyes again. Lord, grant me your Holy Spirit to serve you heartedly. Because it's when the Spirit of God is in you that you'll be able to serve him without fear, without favor. You'll be able to serve him and move that assignment that God has given unto you forward. Talk to God. Lord, endow me with your Holy Spirit. Father, we want to thank you and bless you for your message that we have had this afternoon. We thank you, Lord, that you have reminded us that we have to serve you without fear. Without, we have to serve you without pride. We have to serve you with integrity. Lord, we appreciate you, Lord. Father, we pray for us to continue to serve you wholeheartedly. It is only by your grace. Because the devil will come to tempt us. But with your grace, which is sufficient for us, we will be able to serve you wholeheartedly. Endow us with your mercy and your Holy Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, in every area that you have called us, to serve you, either with our voice, with our money, with our time, or whatever means that God has called us to serve. Lord, we pray that you continue to grant us your Holy Spirit to lead us and direct us in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God, for another service before you this afternoon. We thank you for your servant that you have used. Thank you, Lord, that you have used him to remind us that, yes, in serving you, you will always be with us. In serving you, you will always recognize our service. Father, we appreciate you, Lord. Bless your servant that you have used for us. Bless him, bless his work, bless his family. Bless everything that surrounds him. And bless the call that you have called upon him to serve you. Father, we pray that we have heard from him today that that source of inspiration shall never dry up in the mighty name of Jesus. And as many that God are calling to serve him, you will hear the voice and God will grant you the designing spirit for you to know the call of God in the mighty name of Jesus. And as we go this week, Father, let your presence go with us in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray, almighty God, as we live here, when we come back here next week, it shall be testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. We remember those that have traveled that are not here, that God Almighty, you will touch them in Jesus' name. The blessing you have blessed us today, you will bless them as well in the mighty name of Jesus. And for the rest of the year, our program is in your hand. Take control in Jesus' name. Take glory, take honor in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Church of God, let's share the grace together in fellowship. In the grace for Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life.
and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you and have a wonderful week ahead. A newcomer just outside these doors, a couple of our team members are waiting to receive you. God bless you.